The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Toy and welcome once again to It Came From the Radio, the official show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. We are here in the GHR studio with our very own senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Hello, fun seekers. <laughs> uh, He's back, baby. Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Man Sperano. <laughs> I need the sympathy in my life. Uh, okay. we have, By the way, do you know what the definition of uh, Yapatoy is? Yes. It's nothing because it doesn't exist as a word. That's an interesting no, no, definition no, no, of no, that. No, it's it does mean in Lithuania it means I broke my toy. It's it's Chaikriasian yeah, ease for yeah, universal meaning. Kids always it's say bull. It. No, it's Chaikriasian no, ease. No, it's bull. That's two different things. No, 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 it's bull. And we also have our fantastic Alex the engineer. Ayo. Ayo. And today <laughs> we're going to be talking to with and about our very special guest, it's KJ. Hello. <laughs> A little, a little timing, working on it. Well, you know, if you let me do it, you know, but you know, I, I didn't know just over there. you were going to do it. Um, so we're going to be well, talking about because we him. have a really well-planned out show, Mark. Oh, of course. We're, yeah. we're a well-oiled machine. Oh, yes. Um, hours, of, hours of prep, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> In fact, this whole thing is scripted even before we come out of it. It is all thing. It is so scripted, you don't I, even know. Oh the my buttons God, yeah. that he presses, that Dominic presses, are down to the second. Yes. Yes. Millisecond, actually. Yes. It's, 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 that's it's, true. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm kind of jealous because that looks a little like a battleship thing. <laughs> oh, like this thing? No, no this is not a button. You never yeah, got to see the baby. buttons before. It is like a battleship thing. It's yeah. great. So before we do any of that, we're going to take it away with the news. There's news? Yes, the What's, news is brought to you oh, in part by oh. the fine folks. Of, well, we're going to take it away with the news. No. no oh, really? I don't see? Feel like, no, fine. Not, fine. You've ruined it for me. <laughs> The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, How big of a which we are the official <laughs> radio show uh, celebrating over 22 years of comic book stuff and pop culture. And this, for more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention will be on March 9th and 10th of next year, 2019. Their headliner is none other than William Shatner. Also, we are brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Comic Bar Con, which is essentially a small convention in a local bar in Long Island, New York. Oh. <laughs> For more information on that, go to www.comicbarcon, um, backslash, I think, uh, Fat Guy Inc. And uh, the next one is uh, February 2nd, 2nd 2019. And also, I would be remiss if I did not mention our Patreon. So we have our shout-outs for Danny Grillo, Jared yeah, Burrell. We have our shout-outs for Danny Grillo. Oh, no. Jared oh, no, because I did it already. Two Sentence Horror, Ryan McDonald, Bree Nicholas, and Millie Portez. So if you want to have your shout-out for just measly dollar, go to uh, www.patreon.com. Backslash, uh, I was talking to Bree. She's more comfortable in room temperature. <laughs> 
Come on. No. No? No. He doesn't get it. No, I get it, but yeah. You could do the crickets on that one. I could do the crickets on that one. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That wasn't funny enough that it warranted a... (laughs) No. So no, did any no. of our Patreons give us that $10,000? No, no $10,000. No $10,000. For those of you, glad you mentioned it, but because beyond oh. just a shout out for a holler for a dollar, you right. also can get prints, uh, stickers, you can be a guest on the show, or, as Fantastic Alex just mentioned, for a measly mere $10,000. Yeah, Trump, baby. <laughs> Trump change, I say. Just Trump change. You can get yeah, I got baby. that in my back pocket. Actually. Oh, you yeah. got it. he got it. <laughs> well, that's it. He's here. He's good. We're good. All right. <laughs> well, no, we need to fly him out and then fly, fly him back, back in. Right, because this is what, what, what do you get for the $10,000? You get flown out, then you get flown back in. And <laughs> only if you're in New York. If only, only if you're in New York. If you're not in New York, we'll fly you in. Right. And then we'll fly you back out. Right. Yes. We'll do it the other way. Yeah, you get flown home. Yeah, and we'll put you at a really nice hotel and you get an evening with me. I'm in. Let's do it. See? There we go. <laughs> and you get to go to, if you're 21 and over, you get to go to all the best bars in the New York. The best bars in the city, because money's not an option best, anymore. Best comic book stores. Best comic book stores, which is really, they're all the same level, but you know, just, just all the comic book stores, essentially, in New York City. And you also get um, as many Pronto comics as, as you, you can, can carry. carry. <laughs> That's right. And uh, anything else? Is that it? We're going to let the night take us where it will. <laughs> we're in New York. It's the city that never sleeps. Yes. Maybe if we're lucky, we'll meet, we'll run to Bill de Blasio, tell him how bad a job he's doing as mayor. <laughs> yeah. It'll be awesome. He's horrible, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I told him that several times. He never answered me back. Yeah, well. You, you tweeted know. to him? Yeah. I, I Yeah, unfortunately, my letters are sort of in Brooklynese, so. Oh, okay. So I'm sure there's a couple of Secret Service men looking for uh, me right I don't, now. Does, does he get the Secret Service? No. No. I hope not. Well, if he does, I, I it hope would be a secret. that my tax dollars isn't being paid to protect him. All I can say is uh, I have an aunt who calls him Big Bird. Yeah, I'm just well, going to leave uh, that has, out there. He has many. That, that's what she's like. He, Big he Bird. has many names. One of my favorite, Debozo. Uh, I like uh, yeah. Schmuck. Yeah, Schmuck. <laughs> Schmuck. Give him a list. And that's right. There you go. So let's take it with the news. Because that was but, funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't like to be political on this show. No, we just no, don't like no. de Blasio. There is more yeah. news, though. Yes, yeah. there is more there news. There is a lot more news. Is any oh, of that yeah. news about de Blasio? Wait a minute. No. Oh, okay. I like Thank to, God. I'd oh, like to put an addition into the $10,000 yes, Dominic well, Boss. If you get that to us right. before February... Uh-huh. One of your major bar stops will be BarCon. Oh, I will yeah. definitely take you to BarCon. And That's you will right. be introduced free of charge because Mark will pay for it. Um, free of <laughs> that charge. That's the first time those words have been said ever. Free of charge, <laughs> D. Macaroni and cheeseburger. Ooh. That's ooh. true. Yeah. Ooh. 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 get the ooh? Ah. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> that was the wrong one. I know it was, but I purposely did it anyway. Okay. And I was like, because he's looking for the sympathy. He, um, was, he wanted the, uh, and he wanted the, uh, but he deserves the. Uh, why not both at the same time? Because uh, then I he can't appreciate we, them individually. I didn't know we could do that. It's like, yeah, this thing that it's you like I appreciate mac and cheese and I appreciate hamburgers. Why would I put them together? Because it's awesome. There you go. So <laughs> let's start off with the sad news. Sad news. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, Shocking. Steven Hillenberg, creator of the long-running cartoon SpongeBob SquarePants, how died. Old? I was just going to say, how old is he when he died? This week, following a battle with ALS. 
a progressive oh. neurodegenerative disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord. Oh. Uh, Stephen had been diagnosed with ALS in March of 2017. Um, Nickelodeon execs say, <clears throat> Oh, God. We are incredibly saddened by the news that Steve Hillenberg has passed away following a battle with ALS. He was a beloved friend and longtime creative partner to everyone at Nickelodeon, and our hearts go out to his entire family. Steve imbued SpongeBob SquarePants with a unique sense of humor. I'm sorry, and he did what? Innocence imbued, imbued that it. brought joy and generation of kids and families everywhere. His Utterly original characters and the world of Bikini Bottom will long stand as a reminder of the value of optimism, friendship, and the limitless power of imagination. He was a spry 57. Ooh. Oh, that's, I don't like hearing that. No. A what? And besides, I, I would just like to mention, yes. Oh. I would just like to mention that we're all saddened with that news and, yeah. you know, rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Is a but I just disease. have to also mention that. I know every executive at Nickelodeon, and they don't sound like that. Every single I'm, one, you know. There you go. Yeah. Every <sighs> single... I know every executive every ever. Every single! <laughs> yeah. Every executive that's ever been an executive, and I can tell you, they speak louder than Mark. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's because... Uh, no, never mind. Never, never mind. Um, just, just, just... So just, moving just, along. <laughs> <laughs> moving along. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. From the... It worked for Halloween, but probably not for Leprechaun Department. Oh, um, no. Yeah, baby. Don't tell me that. Don't the, tell me that. <laughs> the new RoboCop film, currently titled RoboCop Returns, is set to ignore everything else that has happened since the original film and is now a direct sequel to said film. Which oh, has everything. Um, why? Much Inconceivable. <laughs> which Thank has you. everything to do with Leprechaun. Oh, well, oh. much like Leprechaun. Oh, okay. You weren't here uh, last week. The last showing. So oh, okay. they're, they're making so a new Leprechaun know. that all ignores right. all the other Leprechauns. It's going to yes. be Leprechaun, Leprechaun 2, just like Halloween, which is Halloween. Yes, yes, Halloween yes, yes. They do that with Highlander so. 2. They did like a bunch of Highlander movies after the first one. And then yeah. they were like, oh, forget those other movies. Just, yeah. <laughs> this is the direct. That's, well, honestly, they did that with every single Highlander sequel. Yeah. Every yeah. single Highlander sequel ignored the, the movie before it. The only thing that was... Including the series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the cartoon. Including the, the two cartoons. The they made two cartoons? They did, they did a, a cartoon that was like a Saturday morning cartoon, and then they also did an animated uh, um, anime really? thing. Wow. Yeah. Again, yeah. with, a, with a, a completely new McCloud. Yeah. Wasn't a Connor McCloud? Wasn't a Duncan McCloud? It was a completely different McCloud. The only continuity was the line the that name can only Hi be one. Yeah, the only continuity was that it was all Highlander. <laughs> Highlander, yeah. That was it. <laughs> there can only be one except when there's more than one. Except there can only be one there except can, many, many There can of only them. be one for this movie. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's the, the, the subtitle. One McCloud right per movie. Yes. Except for Highlander Endgame that had both McClouds. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. That Connor and Duncan. Trying to make some cohesiveness out of this insanity. And it did it? And it, nah, a little bit. All right. Um, it all makes sense if you don't think about it. Much like this show. So, <laughs> much like Leprechaun. Hey, did you hear anything about Robocop? <laughs> much. Actor Peter Weller would not reprise his role, despite the fact that director Neil Blomkamp expressed interest in having him come back. Uh, for those of you who do not know, Robocop spawned two sequels, two TV series, as well as a reboot, all of which no longer matter. As of this recording, the main cast nor release date has been announced. So, it's coming, but who knows when. Oh, no. <laughs> 
And and the main reason is that that outfit that he wore for RoboCop, it always gave him a bad rash. That's something oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from moving on. Thank God. From the take that Marvel department, advanced <laughs> ticket sales of the new we'll show Aquaman you. film just beat out the previous record holder of Avengers Part 3 selling the most tickets in its first 24 hours of being available. Aquaman. Yeah, baby! However, part of that number is due to Amazon Prime subscription holders who, with a purchase of a ticket, gets to watch the film a week before its December 21st theatrical release. Inconceivable! Ooh. So I think they're trying to hedge their bets with that a little bit. You get to see it earlier, therefore more tickets will be sold. Yeah, so it's just a you know shell game. Will will it be good? Uh, Inconceivable. That's uh, I, don't, I don't know. We got uh, I don't know. What are you, I don't know. You're Aquaman. You looking it forward? Looks good. I'm not an Aquaman fan, but it looks good. Listen, I want to see it. I do want to see it mostly because I just love Jason Momoa. Right. I mean, he's, he drinks he's... beer and throws axes, and he's tall and he has long hair. It's everything I ever wanted to be in my life. Is that the axe and... man we were talking about before the show? What's that? <laughs> the zombie axe. <laughs> and, and I met him, and he's a great guy. He is wonderfully nice. He's, he's, he's great. Yeah, he's great to his did. fans. And I heard. I heard a great story where some kid comes up to him at a comic con before you know Justice League comes out, and he's like, "Is it true that that Superman's like going to be back?" And he just rustles the kid's hair. He's like, "Kid, he's going to be back. He's going to be better than ever. Don't worry about it." Yeah. And he's like, he just like he's just that nice of a nice of a guy. And and he, you know how they're strict they are with the signings. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. That yeah was... And there was a girl. She was just so taken with him and just in awe. And he was going like, "Relax." And she says, "Could I just hug you?" He got up, came around. <laughs> yeah. And a big hug. And he was just the nicest guy. You also There's... you also got to love a guy who's bigger than his own bodyguards. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like yeah. physically. You like, see him there before you see the body. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like. Wait, wait. I'm going to attack. No, I'm not attacking that guy. Yeah. He's also apparently he'll uh, if if you and your girlfriend are taking a picture with him, he'll hug your girlfriend and push you out of the frame. As yeah, much as it's possible. on Facebook. There's pictures of him doing that. That's, yeah, that's it's incredible. hilarious. It's yeah. funny. It's funny. I well, like it. It's a great guy. He deserves all the all the. Uh, yeah, let's hopefully it's good. You met him uh, when he was doing Conan, right? Was that when yeah, you met well, him? I met him. Um, yeah, right at Comic Con. Yeah, when he was doing Conan. What is it? Conan. 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 Yeah. Conan, you know, Conan come on. the Barbarian. Yeah, yeah. Crom. And finally, last bit of news. From, yeah, baby. From the Thanksgiving Day Turkey Department, despite this past Thanksgiving weekend being a box office record breaker with high grossing films such as Wreck-It Ralph Part 2 and Rocky Part 8, also known as Creed Part 2, uh, Lionsgate <laughs> has one of the biggest flops of 2018 with the release of Robin Hood. Starring... Starring Taron Egerton and Jamie Foxx. I didn't, even know, yeah. I didn't even know this was coming out. That's what happens when you don't watch previews, Mark. Yeah. Huh? Oh, they, they've been promoing that. Have they? Yes. Obviously not enough. Um, which pulled in only, only $14 million in a domestic box office off of a $100 million budget. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Overseas, <laughs> it managed to make an additional $8.8 .8 million for a total of $22.8 million worldwide. Uh, to put things into perspective, Wreck-It Ralph earned a top spot with $84 million 
for the weekend opening, and Creed 2 got $56 million. So, yeah, how about that? Uh, yeah. And Creed 2 got three stars. That was Creed 2 was Awesome. Oh, mama. Yeah. Well, that, come on. Brings I, back Drago. It's great. I keep on I keep on using the parallel between the Creed Rocky franchise and the Star Wars franchise because, as we all know, Force Awakens is the seventh right. film in the series. Right, right. Passing it for the old generation and new generation has the original cast in it. And mm-hmm. we have Rocky Seven, which is Creed One. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Right. Pass the torch, blah, blah. It was so much better. So much better than Force Awakens. Now, so then we go to... Who'd win a fight? Rocky or Luke Skywalker? Depends which Luke Skywalker you get. <laughs> the young Skywalker. Wrong, sir. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> so now we have episode eight, which is, uh, what the hell is that called? Last Jedi. The, oh. <laughs> Last Jedi. And now we have Creed Who 2. Who thought it was a good idea to give you a radio show? Um, it was Jeff Lowe. Wrong, sir. <laughs> Wrong. Shout out to Jeff Lowe. No holler for a dollar. Um... And now this one carries on the franchise. It, right. it, it goes back to mm-hmm. you know Rocky IV, the highest grossing movie in the Rocky franchise. Well, because he defeated and communism. He did, with one punch. With one punch? <laughs> well, a couple of punches. And it, it was just, it, it, it pulled the heartstrings. It, it was really heartfelt, and the acting was on top. The, the characterization was just great. Mm-hmm. On how it worked, it just kept it, it. Just keeps on getting better and going forward. Continuing the story, you know there are ups and downs in the Rocky franchise, but I think these last two installments are. If this one isn't as good, it's just either right above it or right below Creed, the original Creed for this one here. I got to give it credit. And okay. then you know it's not as divisive as the Last Jedi is. And I'm well, sh- <laughs> you know, because because that's religion, and and Rocky's just a superhero. <laughs> you know, and if he if he really tried, get ready with the crickets again. Okay, hold on. <laughs> if he if he really tried, if he bring him back Drago. He brought back a couple other people. It would be Rocky meets the Expendables. <laughs> did oh you, yeah, uh, if, there you go. <laughs> did you get to see uh, Creed yet? I have not. No. Creed. Anybody else? Anybody I else? saw Creed. What? And did you Creed or Creed Two? I liked, two? It. I liked it. And Creed Two. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Creed Two. I yeah, saw Creed. you got to so be specific. No, but I'm saying you saw Creed. You I saw, saw Creed. Creed. Yeah. And I what, saw Creed. And is my assessment? I I liked Creed. Yeah. I thought it was good. It was smart. I liked the. the it, it it was kind of like what they did with Too Fast, Too Furious, to a certain degree, where it's like, all right, we're just gonna kind of like keep this going, but we're gonna change mm-hmm. gears to make this work. Like, so they didn't have Vin Diesel for Too Fast, Too Furious. So, like, well, we'll just go with Paul Walker's character. And we still get a sequel. The same idea. It's like, look, Stallone as a boxer now makes no sense. Like, the, the, he, he did that one-trick pony in Rocky Balboa, Rocky Six. It's like, they kind of put that to rest. How can we keep it going? All right, well, what about the son of and make him Mickey? I mean, yeah. that's pretty clever. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Did, did, uh, did Rocky, did Sylvester Stallone write? At all, he wrote this one. He co-wrote the he second. Co-wrote this one. He co-wrote Creed Part because I don't. Yes. That's probably why it's even as good, if not maybe a little better. Has like I said, I was... don't think he 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 wrote. No, he did not. Creed, but like cool for him. Be like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, and he it, and he got nominated for an Oscar for that. Yeah, because it was really that good. And then this one, like I said, it just it just carries along. And I gotta say, I I really have to give it to Michael B. Jordan. He did really some good acting chops in this movie. I've never seen anything beyond Creed, and then um, well, the Fantastic Four he was in, I saw, <laughs> and um, what was the other one? Black Panther. So that's right. all I've seen him from. But apparently, right. he's a darn good actor, and this really showed his acting range. And it's a boxing film, like you know, you don't put too much thought into 
the, the gravitas that he did. So he did a really, really, really fine job. So that's it for the news. <laughs> the only, the only yes. good thing, um, I, I liked Rocky Balboa, but the only thing that excelled in that movie was when he was chewing out his son for, you know, yeah. blaming yeah. his father. And it then, ain't how hard you can hit. Yeah. It's how hard you can no, get it's hit. how you get up when you get And hit, you keep whatever. going forward. Yeah. yeah. And then what's his name from the Dukes of Hazzard stole that? Oh, you remember you're that? Still, you're still Wait, with that? Yeah. What? Yeah. He's he's. You've you been know, mad you about this for a while. Sylvester Stallone. What? I mean, uh, represent <laughs> the Italians. You know, uh, but uh, was it a couple months ago, maybe maybe even a, oh, a with year. Oh, John Schneider. Yeah, John Schneider yeah, did a, went to a, inspirational speech. Yeah. Yeah. And he stole and he, the whole. And thing. that was the thing. And he, he stole that. When did he do the inspirational speech? Before he went to jail. It was oh. on. It was just in, because like I'm going to jail. No, this was well before. So I should have went to jail because he did it. But, about a year ago. But he took it. And what? I mean, and what? He he did thing? a post on YouTube as like an inspirational speech to people of his followers, and he used the the same. And he, he, and he just lifted the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Did he at least say like they no. said? In, no, no, he changed no. a couple that's of a, words. That's a plagiarism, sir. <laughs> no, no, he no. could get kicked out of college for that. No, he he changed a couple of words, so it was. It's, it's still like, plagiarism. It was, it was, you know, it's like well, the star. If he's not going to graduate now, it's like the star. If there's an ounce of truth in the story, they could print it. Uh, it's 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 the whole vanilla ice thing. Remember when he wasn't? Uh, it wasn't a ripoff of um. Ding, 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 ding. Oh yeah, because it went. Because it was ding, the ding, ding, yeah the ding, extra ding, ding, the extra ding, ding, ding. beat. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, Wrong, so it's like that. Wrong. But oh, as a side note, speaking of John Schneider, you know he didn't even get to stay the three days that he was supposed to go. Yeah, he he got out early. He got he got out early because well, apparently isn't he committed the, no crime? <laughs> well, no, the, not paying for his, child support is a crime. Yeah, that's why he had to go to jail. Yeah, because but he got let out early no, because I apparently it was alimony. He was child not alimony. child support. It was alimony. 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 Like he's he's like I'm trying to take care of my kids. I need to work. Alimony, You're gonna throw yes. me in jail. Yeah. but but that is illegal and need to go to jail for it. But the thing is, he got out early because apparently left him the. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the um, the prison that he was supposed to go to was too full. <laughs> that's oh that's why he God. got out oh, early. No yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah he was, like, why put he him was, like, He was on. interviewed afterward, and he was like, "How was jail?" He goes, "It was all right, but I got uh, let out early." I was there for a day. It was, yeah. You know, yeah, so. I can see. I don't want to stay there another day. I can it's... see every criminal now researching what jail he went to because <laughs> well, they're going to yeah. commit a crime in that state. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's like it's a, literally a victimless crime based off of earnings that he made at one point that he's no longer making. It's a completely. The views of the show's host. It's, imple- not it's completely insane. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All the alimony people who are expecting alimony money, like that's a victimless no, crime. Wait no, a minute. I'm vehemently against <laughs> alimony. Go get a job. <laughs> the views of the show's host. I am. Go get a job. Alimony app, pay for your kids. Child support, Child yes. support's different. Yes, it's totally no, different. Child, I'm fine for child support. That's important. Mm-hmm. That's really important. Alimony, Not going to jump into this one? Not yeah. even? I don't care. Good. <laughs> Listen, I got. I have all, I have no one who's really going to give me any hell over this in the studio right now, so I'm yeah. fine. Alimony, it's a crock. <laughs> I don't believe in it. Get rid of it. So it's we're stupid. Ready for, we're ready for a break there. You ever see a woman that has to pay palimony when she has to pay her husband? I go in there. I'm not. I'm not. You ever, taking, you ever I'm watch not a woman? There. You ever, want to see the visceral anger on their face? There. Like how dare? How dare I have to pay this general? I'm not yeah, you going think there. that's how that's how men feel? I'm not going there. Go there. I'm ready for her break there, Alex? I'm ready whenever you guys are. I wasn't <laughs> even paying attention. Peace and love. We're just Peace full of it. Love. Peace yeah. full of it, man. We gotta take our break. We'll be right. right back with the game for me. Maybe. I'm
Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey, this is Demon Boy. Chris Cyanide. And you're listening to those weird guys on... It came from the radio! Yeah, they scare me. <laughs> hey guys, want to impress everyone at your next party? Shock them all with a custom cake. Anything goes. Classic wedding cakes to wild party themes. Follow my social media for weekly videos and photos. We're a Long Island-based cake shop. Custom Cakes by Christie Incorporated. K-R-I-S-T-Y. Call or text anytime. 631-606-8166. Hey, this is Ty Monk, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy from The Last Dragon, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Everyone, this is Envoy Comic Distributors, the independent distributor for independent minds. We represent some of the finest small press and self-publishers out there today. To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day there today. To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day. This is Carrie Steller from In the Girls Corner, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From The Radio, Hi. the official show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Dorsby, and I'm about senior correspondent, Charlie Zeller, you know. Ever come back when I'm talking to you. Dominic, definition Mansperato, Fantastic Alex, and our guest who we're going to be speaking to with and about, Hello, which is awesome because he's here, <laughs> KJ It makes it easier. Am I, really, am I really here? You are really here. So, why don't you... Like, we were just talking about this before before we started recording the show. How long it's been since you've been on our show? It's been a hundred years, at, at least. And through, you I mean, get how much? Nothing. How? How? how <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> really? How far? I mean, how much has changed since then to well, now? I mean, I, it's just he it's crazy. Us then he hates he, us now. No, no, it's not. Hate. <laughs> I'm coming from a place of love, man. Peace <laughs> and love. Peace and love. There it is. There you go. There it is. There you go. Uh, is that what you were looking for? No negative. No, no, no. no was negative look- juju. No, here, I was right? looking wrong, for- sir. Wrong. When he's going on, like, it's been a hundred years. I'm like, wrong, sir. It can't wrong. be a hundred years. You lose track. I'm pretty of time. certain they didn't have any of this a hundred years ago, Mark. It depends. That is not no, true. If you're listening no. to the show a hundred years from now, then yes, they would have it back then. Because we're still around. Mm. <laughs> so, 
I don't how did you know. get that a little long? <laughs> so how no, did you get no, into no. comics? I'm saving the audience. This is more interesting. <laughs> how did you get into comics? Uh, was how, did you, yeah. how did you do all that I mean, the first time? What I, sets yeah. you on a field of just disparity and brokenness? Yeah, let's go there. Let's go there. You know? <laughs> and, and bankruptcy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think it happened like on a, a Christmas morning, and I got a, a package from my dad, and it was full of comics. And I was like, my, I was a little kid, and I, I just was hooked on them. I, I read them, and I uh, got a subscription, and I started getting them in the mail, and uh, just really was all in on the comics for a while there. And that's kind of how Marvel or DC, both. Yeah. So I think the first book I ever had was uh, Superman. I forget what issue. And then uh, I graduated to get some Marvel comics, and then it got really interesting because by the time I got into middle school, I found other kids. I, w I thought I was all alone, you know. <laughs> and then I found some others, and this then is we pre-internet days. We, st we started a comic book club actually. <laughs> and, uh, really? Yeah. And, and we would meet in the library, and then we went on a special trip to this place called the Magic Horn. Now I know where you're going with this. So I, it was some dude's basement in the woods <laughs> playing and, with the Magic Horn. And all I <laughs> all I can remember is the sweet smell of newsprint mixed with his laundry and between the two shows in comics Boy. it was heavenly so I was no it's a bad idea it was a very bad idea so then I got introduced to in, 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 into independent comics that's how I got introduced because he had all the great stuff like he had Ninja Turtles and a lot of Eclipse books and stuff and I really got into it um, just alternative comics and uh yeah, baby! And then we wanted to make our own comics, me and my friend, and so we would just uh, write stories and draw our books together, and uh, yeah, just went went from there and finished high school and just wanted to be a comic book artist, so everywhere I went, I just wanted to be a comic book artist, that was my plan, you know, no, there was no other plan. <laughs> it's like, you gotta go to art school, okay. But I'm gonna be a comic book artist, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's a, that's a it's almost, right It was there. borderline obsession, actually. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So, I, does and that answer your question? Yes, it does. And <laughs> yeah, that yeah, led that's something. And that led to the formation. I'm, I'm guessing to the comic arts guild. So what happened was I met this guy named Rob King, and uh, we just really hit it off. I enjoyed hanging out with him, and uh, uh, we were working on a project. We were going to pitch it to Sonos Studios. It was going to be an animation, a short animation, and. Uh, I loved working with him so much that when it was over, you know, uh, the thing didn't get picked up because of money. It cost like thirty or forty thousand dollars to as, to as do it, like a 20, <laughs> 20 minute animation or whatever. But oh. I mean, it got to the point where we had drawn it, we had con you know conceptualized everything, storyboarded it. Uh, so we spent months together doing this thing, and then seeing it up on TV, moving around because they had all these animators working on it. Uh, it was just such a rewarding experience. I was like, man. I, <laughs> so I was like, dude, do you want to do this? group i want to start getting something going and he was like really down and he and i just started having these meetings every month like for the first year we were in connecticut and we started going to new york a lot and then we uh we hooked up with a lot of really cool people in new york like yourself and uh then we had a chapter in connecticut new york and then uh kind of blew up into massachusetts and texas and went west coast with phil clark and then uh yeah and so it just kind of got bigger and bigger kind of crazy and it was something at the time, because now I now things have changed so much. Yeah, yeah. That, but at the time, it was a pretty unique idea to just try to get as many independent guys out there to, to come together in some sort of team or group just to get stuff made. Because at the time, back then, 
you were kind of on your own. It was kind of like an yeah. innate, I think everybody has this innate need to, to feel like they're a part of something or have meaning. And uh, so for me, it was just like, I got to get together with other people that have the same passion and just get something going. You know, that was sort of, but, you know, networking isn't a new thing, you know, uh, and networking's definitely changed over the years, you know, so that, <laughs> but it, it was, it was a good time. It was a good time in my life. You know? So then from there, what did, what did you do after that? So and it, I think the first 10 years of my life, I was trying to figure out who I was as a comic book person. Uh, so we did a lot of anthology-type books and, uh, you know, wanting to do my own stuff and, and, and work with certain people. And then the last 10 years, you know, it sort of graduated to uh, starting my own uh, small publishing, you know, comic. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I really had the bug pretty bad, actually. So <laughs> I, had to go, I had to go through all that. I had to go through all that. So uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but, you know, I, I, I worked with uh, some really cool people, very talented people, and uh, enjoyed making comics. And it was always uh, uh, something I did on the side. It was never something like, this is all I'm going to do now. It, it, I got real in 2000, and I just was like, I got to get another job or career and something else. So... I had this regular regular day job, and then I would, you know, kind of Harvey Bicard, you know, do comics on the side or whatever. So uh, don't quit your day job till you can afford to quit your day job. Yeah, I wasn't faking it until I made it. I, I didn't <laughs> act like I had already arrived or whatever. So I, I definitely, I knew that I needed uh, to pay the bills first, you know. So, I mean, the two of you, I mean, you also have your own, very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Sperano, Pronto Comics. That, that's correct, Mark. Good, good job. So... so mm-hmm. When you when you decide to start on to doing something like that for the both of you actually, how does that? What at what point are you like this is the the time when we're gonna start doing our own production company? What 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 little light switch happens, or is there a light switch that happens? Well, think, I'll let the guests go first. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank oh, you. My, my pleasure, sir. <laughs> I think you know for me it was. Um, it was kind of getting out of control. There was just too many people, and they were all at different levels. So there was, like, novice beginner people that were just learning, and, and then there were people that were intermediate and were more advanced people. And so it was kind of hard to compartmentalize people and say, oh, you, you stay over here and you stay over here. Uh, when I started my own thing, I was more in control of it. I could say, he, this is the person I want to do this with. This is the person, you know, and I'm paying them for their time um, or collaborating, however you want to look at it. And, uh, and that's what worked for me. You know, just, you know, um, feeling like I, I, I could take direction. I, I want to do this type of book for a while and see where it goes. And so we did that. We did a lot of um, very dark kind of horror-style books. And uh, you get that out of your system, and then you kind of go, okay, what's next? And so now we're doing um, we're doing a more young reader type of books now. Yeah. I was going to go, is he going to like, well, I did an erotic book, and now I'm going to do a children's book. <laughs> no, like, no. What? Just, there was There was a transition, sir. We didn't just do a porn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> for those who will that listen to callback. this so, at some point and heard a previous episode, you know what I mean. Because this show is all about the wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Because nothing ever comes out uh, chronologically. No, 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 it does not. No. Right. So is is that also the same way with you, Dominic? How that kind of a? Uh... Um, it was like a slow congealing of of factors for us. It was like very similar to CAG. In fact, a lot of the people that were in CAG came over to Pronto at different points. And I'm sure as you found out in CAG, it's like everyone's all, yeah, we want to make a book. And then it's like, yeah, okay, let's make a book. So when are you going to have those pages done? Oh, I don't know. 
I think people want what they want when they want it, and if they're not getting their needs met, they either have to do it themselves or they have to go somewhere else. That's sort oh, of the nature of, nature of people, you know. But also, like, people want what they want until they realize that they actually have to work for what they want. And then it's like, no, no, I just, I just, I just want the money, and I want to be famous. I just it's a huge commitment. What do you mean? I have to actually <laughs> produce the work. So yeah. you, you get a lot of these people that are, you know, like have the dream of like, for some reason they think like they're going to get into comic books and then they're going to be Brian Bendis or Stan Lee, the late Stan Lee, in like you know an issue. Well, how come I'm not famous yet? It's like because you're nobody. Mm. <laughs> Man, that's, that's brutal. <laughs> it's true. It's like you're nobody. You've created nothing, and you haven't even handed me five pages like I asked you to. I think that's key. I think if you're not really producing anything, it's yeah. hard for you to really stand have your own chops. You know, that's very true. Like yeah. um, the the editor in chief of Marvel. I know I've heard him talk about it and, and chatted with him once or twice about it. It was like if I come, if you come to my table, because he would do a lot of uh, CB Sabolsky would do a lot of uh, portfolio reviews. Is like after a while you start recognizing portfolios after the years. You know who who's who, right? He's like, if in a year from when I last saw you, you've produced five pages, I am never hiring you because you just said that your page rate is five pages a year. Now, if you've turned over another portfolio, okay. And if the portfolio looks even better than the last portfolio, I may not hire you, but I'm going to keep you in mind. And I want to see what next time I see you, what, what you come out. And if you turn off another portfolio a couple of months after I see the last time, and then I know you at least have the work ethic and the drive. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, it's not even the talent. It's work ethic and drive and how easy you are to work with. You can, you, you can have like no talent, but if you have work ethic and you're easy to work with, you'll get a job. Guaranteed. Am I wrong? No, I, I've worked with people that are real, really amazing artists, but they, their uh, production was very slow. And uh, it, it was sort of like one of those things you, you, you can wait only so long and then you have to move on, you know. And I think it, ha- it comes yeah. from a place of insecurity or not thinking they were good enough or uh, having other priorities or other interests. I think you have to be fully committed. Uh, your free time's going to, to your baby, really. Yeah. You know? The best, worst artist I've ever seen was this guy who would come to our phrases to pages things, and he's the fastest draw I've ever seen. Never handed in a page, ever. Mm. Never, ever, whenever he wanted to work on a pro- his own project, his own, like, I'm going to write and draw this. Okay, just send me something. He once tried to send me, like, uh, uh, pages via Facebook Messenger. And I'm like, dude, I need, I need you to send me a Dropbox link with TIFFs. And his response was, I don't have a TIFF computer. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, wow, I wouldn't even have said that. <laughs> See, like, I mean, that's, you know, and, and like the dude, the dude could draw amazingly fast, mm. could not hand anything in. And I remember saying this to um, a friend of mine, Simon Fraser, and he was amazed. He was amazed at watching this guy draw at this live event. It was fantastic. Said he never hands anything in. He went from going to think he was amazed, amazing to like he's useless mm. within sure. two seconds. Turned on a dime. So is that a, is that something that you noticed when you were working with all these? You worked with a lot of people throughout yeah. the years, and is that something that is that is? Do you think that there's some reason for that? That it's because I, in my experience, I've noticed you want you want the three, you want the good, fast, and cheap, but you can never you get ha- you, you never can, can get all three. You can only get two on a good day. I That's think, right. You know, I think what we found somewhere right now, <laughs> my amazing lady is smiling because we just had this conversation like a couple days ago where you can get cheap. You can get quality, or you can um, 
what's the third one? Good, fast, cheap. Uh, or you can get it fast. Now, you can get it fast and cheap, or you're not going to have good quality, <laughs> so on and so forth. Like, you're right. You can't get all three. It's an impossibility. You can get two of the three. We found success in, in international artists, and, and uh, you know, as soon as we, uh, and it's sad. You want, you want to use people that speak English. And, uh, it helps. There's a, there's a communication barrier there, but if somebody is, you know, looking for money, and they're willing to bang something out in the same week, and it's good... I hate to admit it, but their work ethic is where I need them to be, you know, yeah. if they're willing to do. I'd rather work with people that I have a good, you know, um, relationship with that I know. And sometimes uh, people, for whatever reason, can't commit and they can't do it. And know? that's why jobs are going overseas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just Even the comic book <laughs> jobs are going overseas. Is that what you're saying? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Because right. there's, there's people who do it faster and cheaper overseas. Sure. Yeah, they're not going to balk when you you know say hey this is the budget or this is what you know, you know some people have a page rate and they you know, this is what I can do and sometimes they'll, they'll come down and say all right well I really need the income I'll do this and then you you, you know it's a negotiation. Definitely. Yeah, and listen I get it I get page rate I get you know you spend a lot of years that you're you've worked on your craft you honed it you know but if you're coming to me for an independent project you're not as good as you think you are you're good you're good. But you're certainly if you're if you're not on like the speed dial of Marvel and getting work all the time, you're not as good as you think you are. You're just not, you know, because every every pro I know is either working on a passion project and maybe they're not not accepting um, other paying work because they're they're doing the thing they need to be doing for their own soul right now, or they're working on a book, maybe yeah. two books. And these are all like top pros that I know. The people that have arrived, you know, the yeah. people that are doing well, like you say, um, even sometimes they're unhappy with, with whatever's going on at the, the, you know, their companies, you know, like they're, they don't understand why they're not getting more work or why, you know, or why am I only working on this? And, you know, so I, I, even when you made it, you're, you're unhappy sometimes. Some people oh, are always going to want more. I've, it, it's, I've only recently, and I'd say recently within maybe the past three years, realized that the definition of making it means you have the exact same problems you're just working where you want to work <laughs> you know i think i think making it really means you're on your own and you can do what you want really I think, well you know, okay, uh, the real yes i'll agree that, with you. that's the goal that's the goal of really making <laughs> but the reality it. But not <laughs> no, even the reality no it's like where when you're at the bottom and you want to get into the industry what you think the goal of making it is oh sure yeah. is mm. really just no you have the exact same problems you're just working in the place you want to work at so it's like mm -hmm. You're working. You're, you're working at a job that you don't like. You're still you. You're still you know? <laughs> yeah. You're com you're complaining about how much you're getting paid. You're not liking your hours. You feel overworked. But you really want to be a comic book artist drawing Spider-Man. You you bust your butt. You get there. You eventually do it. And and Sibolsky says you're on tap for Spider-Man. Your page rate as a penciler is a hundred and twenty dollars a page. And now you realize you're making almost the same amount, maybe a few dollars more. And you're working, and now you're like, but I need more work. And you have the exact same problems of not making the same money, needing, and so, but now you've quote unquote made, made it. it. Mm -hmm. But did you really right. make it? You know, that's no, you why did. a lot of these guys have their own little side things going on. They, they yeah. have total control and they can shop it around. And, right. and most people want to turn it into an animation or a movie or sell the rights right. or whatever. A lot of them are doing yeah. like, will silently and quietly do like advertising work. They know how to use Photoshop. They'll do Photoshop yeah. work. They're constant. That's why they're. That's why when you go to a, a convention and you see these guys and they're asking like forty dollars, fifty dollars, sixty dollars for a sketch, they're trying to sell original work. Like, don't balk at them. Like, there's a reason. They're, they're, this is work for them. They're trying to supplement 
you know, people don't realize the average page rate, it might have gone up a little bit, but I doubt it. But for like a high-end penciler at Marvel, you're making maybe 150, I'd say. Would you, mm. would you say that's about right? And that, that might that even seems, be high. That, you know, I think that's about right. And it almost seems so low, the amount right. of detail and time they put into their pages. Yeah. We did so a whole if, show about yeah. the, the, yeah. the underappreciated yeah. artists. Right. Right. But think about it. If there's 20 to 22 pages in a comic, Right. Now that's 100. Who's got a calculator? Anyone got a calculator? <laughs> I got a calculator. All right, 150 times 20. Uh, I think that's what three thousand dollars a month. Grand, yeah, let's yeah. let's go with that. <laughs> we'll go with it. I'm so glad you have a calculator ready to go. <laughs> oh. yeah. way, to, way to kill the show, Alex. Okay. No, it's not. Can't be. It's 150 times 20. Not. It can't be 300. So but it's got to be three thousand. So you're making three thousand. Now you multiply that to 12 issues a year. Nicely done. Good you're job. making thirty six thousand dollars. Working for Marvel, thirty-six thousand dollars. That's not. That's not making it. That's not. Especially if you live in New York, <laughs> you know, like that's not a lot of sure. money. And you, you might be like a really good penciler, and you're working on like let's not say Spider-Man, but let's say you're working on a, a high second-tier character of like maybe Ant-Man, or you're working on um, Thor, or you're working on even like Black Panther, whatever. Like a good, a good name character. It's got a movie behind it. You know, sales are pretty okay, but you're making $36,000 a year. And and it's not like a writer, not to hijack the whole interview from you, but it's not like a writer who can write, they can write like multiple stories, knock out and, and have like, they they can have their name on like five different titles, a writer. Right. Because, you know, they can, Bendis would do this. He'd like, he'd write for six months, like an entire arc and then this and then this and everyone's working on it. No, you're a penciler. You got to sit there and you got to draw and work on it every day. So it's a full-time job that you're making $36,000 on. And it was, the average speed is what, two to three pages a day? That's the fastest if I you're hear. Lucky. If you're Yeah, if I you're mean, lucky. I mean, John Byrne did yeah. like five, seven, eight, I heard at his best. Right. Yeah. But on average, it's a page day. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so. So I want to. I want to ask you about the 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 killer is the exposure. Mm-hmm. They're always saying they'll pay you with exposure. What? How did? How did? Uh, how do you deal really, with any I of that? I don't really stuff? use that anymore. Yeah, that's a line. You know? <laughs> I think. I think it's such a joke that no one. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think you know, people will kind of go. You know, well, what does that really mean? Do Do I get to go to shows with you and? You know, have my book on the table, or are you going to put my book in in uh, uh, comic book shops? I mean, what does that mean, really? Yeah, you have to define exposure. Yeah, you also have to yeah. ask, like, if for me, for Pronto, it's like, all right. In some ways, we do do that. We'll pay you an exposure, and that we'll print your book. We'll get your we'll get your book in print. We'll bring it to Comic Con. We'll bring it to Mocha. We'll bring it to places. But the difference is, like, it's your book. I haven't assigned you a book. This is your passion project. Like, I'm not paying you for your passion project your thing you should be wanting to do this whether or not you're involved with me so i'd say that's a slight difference for us in terms of the exposure we have quantifiable exposure of what we'll do for you the yeah. classic like i want you to work on my thing for free and it'll give you great exposure i think that's... it depends on how many books you're printing and where they're going to be you know yeah I mean, and, and then you can sort of say well you know i'm doing like five thousand prints and uh, of a book and they're going to be in here's the list of the stores they're going to actually be in yeah somebody that's might find that yeah somebody that's real hard numbers right there and yeah. you know if you just sort of say well i'm printing a couple hundred and i'm just going to have them for this one show then yeah that's not a lot of exposure i guess you know? yeah i'd also yeah. say if they're willing to maybe share any sort of like rights to it or something sure yeah, Any, I think anything that back down end the, stuff. Back end stuff is like, all right, sure. well, there's something there. It might, it might be nothing, but at least there's the hope I'm going to get paid. Sure, yeah. You know, but yeah, the classic, like, here's my thing. I'm not going to pay you. Do you want to work on it? And mm. you get nothing from it. 
it'll be great exposure. It's like, oh. Yeah, I think a lot of people cringe when they hear that word, actually. Yeah. <laughs> they pretty much don't want to it's, hear that It's one. changed. Yeah, it's yeah. changed. Oh, it's changed. I think everyone at this point has gone like, oh, mm. you're going to pay me an exposure. Mm. I mean, there's actual little web comics about joking about being paid an exposure. <laughs> Sure. It's like, oh yeah, I can eat. I can't really eat exposure. I can't pay my <laughs> bills with exposure. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway. Charlie, you've been awfully quiet. Do you have a question for? Uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I do. Um, but it, it's going back because you guys are so far advanced with the comic uh, genre area, and uh, I know very little about it. But from the beginning of the conversation, I had a question. Um, What's going to get you to your special level where you want to be? Is that going to be the dream or the compassion for your craft? Ooh. Oh, you mean mm. what's the thing that'll push you forward? What's the thing that'll get you there? Because like you just mentioned, which I thought was very interesting, you could have the dream, but if you don't have... Right. Take action. How do you get motivated? Right. Um, So now when you have such a compassion, compassion for your craft, like I've like I've heard from so many comic book artists over the years of being on the show um, and they they are amazing. If you have that compassion, do you even have to think about the dream? I think if you have a really good story and it's worth telling and you you believe in it and, and you get other people that believe in it, that has momentum and wheels and it moves and. Um, it sort of can take off like wildfire, actually. And, you know, it, um, it's sort of like being at the beginning of something really exciting, you know, like a new relationship. And then, you know, <laughs> you know, halfway through the, the marriage, you're, you're in 10, 20 years. You're like, oh, wow, I'm not ex- excited. <laughs> How did but, I get here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where but, is my beautiful but, house? <laughs> but what keeps, you, what keeps you in the relationship? What keeps you married to that project? What makes you want to keep making that book, you know? And it, there's got to be some core thing for yourself that makes you... And everyone's different. Nobody has like a, a solid kind of, hey, this is so what I'm about. What I'm asking is what comes first, the dream or the compassion? Well, the, the dream first, and then you have to have a level of obsession that borders on the insane. Uh, not to be insane. I mean, you have to be insane to be in this business. But if you look at any 1% player of anything, whether it's uh, business, art, anything like that, there's always an it factor that they have. If you look at Picasso, Picasso just outworked everybody. He was, con- he was like drawing and painting from the moment he woke up, the moment he went to sleep, sans eating or fooling around with someone. You know, like he was constantly mm-hmm. making art. And sometimes he was making art and fooling around with someone at the exact same time. And was, eating. And eating. It was just amazing. <laughs> like his, his one hand was never stopped drawing, right? <laughs> right. Um, and if you look at any top 1% person who's in the top echelon of their field, they all have like a similar thing. I think, I think we're going back to uh, what, what keeps people from doing what they want to do and not just comics. There's a great book called uh, The War on Art. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but it's a really good book. And it's basically about um, the resistance. The resistance is all those negative thoughts about yourself, like I'm not good enough, I'll do it tomorrow, or you know, I'm, I'm just waiting or whatever, uh, and not actually sitting down and committing to it, sitting somewhere, yeah. not having not having the TV or the internet, and sort of writing out or drawing out some ideas, and and then sticking with it, really, you know. Yeah, I, I have to say it's like I, w- I went to school originally. I wanted to be an inker, but you know, I, I still ended up becoming an artist, and I still I work in in ceramics, and I work in 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 uh, comics, and for me, there was never a backup plan. 
It was like, this is just what I will do. Mm. And I committed to that, what I'll do. But when I got out of college, hell, even before getting out of college, like even in high school, I saw people that, you know, they wanted to be a, an artist in, in grade school. Then they get to high school and they start like, well, I want to go do that. And I want to get, and then people just sort of like qualify themselves out. Right. And then you get to college and like, all right, they made it through high school and they get to college and then maybe they get out of it in college and then they graduate college. And I don't know how many people I know, like who I graduated that have art degrees and they went into like just straight up selling real estate. Mm. They, I think that's really you, important because, you know, they you, just gave up. I think I think you have two lives. You have your comic book professional life and you have this career path. And how do you make the two become one? And for me, in high school, they basically were like, look, you can either do art or you can help people. And so I'm in a place where I'm helping people and doing art and it's cool. And, it, and yeah. it's kind of come full circle for me. And I was, when I was publishing people, like full grown men would come up to me because their stuff was in print and hug me. And it was such a good feeling. I was like, wow, I'm helping someone else. It wasn't about the money. Never. No, no it was just, hey. Because there know. is no money. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that is true. But I mean, but basically, you know, I think, you know, if you have a, a plan B, like you say, you know, um, and you could still kind of keep it aligned with the planning. I, for years, I was yeah, separating. Helpful. I was separating the two. I was like, I'm a comic book professional person, but I'm also a human services person. I was trying to keep the two separate. And all the stuff on the internet was about me doing comic book stuff. So I was like, I can't really separate. This is who I am. It's all who I am. Yeah. And I embrace it now, and I'm okay with it. And actually, it's to my credit because I don't have. I, you know, I know a lot of comic book therapists that are you know <laughs> doing that. <laughs> I got to tell you, I know. What has always driven me in nuts with the creative fields was people who can be really creative in one aspect, draw, whatever, but they can't use that creativity to see anything differently. Well, that's just it. You know, if, you, you're, you, if you're really creative, you're, you're doing it all the time. You're doing it. Like, right. I, I play with Legos. I, yeah. I don't just do drawing and painting. You know, I'll, I'll you know, do things with clay, you know, anything. But they just... can't even take, like, the creativity into, like, their own life oh, and be like... find other ways to use and it. And just find another way. Like, well, creative like, problem solving. Creative yeah. problem solving. Mm -hmm. Be like, well, I want to be in art. I have a hard time. There's a hard time making a living in art. There always has been. It goes back thousands of years. Sure. But maybe if I get this job here and do that job there, that'll allow me to still do my art. But then I'll be in the art field and it won't train. You know, like you gotta you gotta work at it. That, that's what I ended up doing. I ended up going to school f to be an art therapist because it was art related. <laughs> you right. know, And that's and that's when I came full circle because I was doing comic book stuff. I was helping people, you know, f with their feelings through art. Right. And so that that kind of uh, you know helped me yeah. stay in it. Actually, that's what that was sort of the dream for me. Right. So we have about five minutes or so to go. So where can people find you? Where can they <laughs> where, they want to hire you? Work with you? Sure. So I think the best thing for me to say is that I uh, I go by the handle Comic Art Therapy Guy now. <laughs> it's a real deviation. So there's you know that's a good I like it that Comic Art Therapy Guy. So all you have to do is uh, put that in Instagram. You'll find me. Um, it, it has a link to right now. It has a link to um, my. Um, my not my blog but my uh, my website so this you can see some of my art there some stuff's for sale there uh but i also have a youtube channel which is comic art therapy guy the youtube channel <laughs> so so basically uh eventually i think i'm going to have the the youtube uh link on the uh, instagram and just be uh pimping that but uh that's <laughs>
But I also I also instill uh, publishing comics. So I, I do Guild Guildworks Publications, and Guildworks Publications is on uh, Facebook. You just put in Guildworks uh, All one word. <laughs> and you you can find us there and follow us there. So you know it it'll. Uh, um, basically, be where we um, make books and what we're what we're working on and that kind of thing. All right, so we're at, we're just by our time. So we're going to do the final thoughts there. So Charlie, do you have a final thought for us? I have a couple of final thoughts. Go may for I, it. May I do all of them? You may do all of them within two minutes. <laughs> okay. First of all, I want to thank our guest very much uh, thank you. for coming down here. Thank you. Uh, and putting up with the insanity <laughs> and for what you do and uh, all that and continue success with that and. Uh, just uh, all the success in the world. Secondly, I want to thank my guys <laughs> who took care of my car and gave me a loan to, to get down here <laughs> to make the show at uh, Smithtown General. Yeah, Price. baby. Yeah, baby. I'd like to thank uh, Paulie, Rob, Bob, and Tommy. Shout out to I have such a beautiful car to get down here that I don't want my car when I go back. So if you're listening, no, but... Uh, Again, to my good buddy Paul, thanks, thanks so much for that, and uh, that's it. But uh, all right, I'm good with that. Fantastic, Alex. Final thought. Uh, I know we were talking about like following your dreams and creativity, so go do that, people. It's good. <laughs> we need more creativity in the world. We need more creative people. Don't get stuck at an office job. Go do something. <laughs> Dominic, final thought. Um, yeah, number one, as always, hug your mom if you can, and number two, I don't like sitting here. I want to sit in my old chair. All right, we'll, we'll move you back. You know, so when we come back, I want to we'll be in my old chair. All right. All right? Yeah. Okay, thank you very much, Mark. Would you rather sit in that room? We'll put you in that room for the next show. Sometimes I rather would sit in that room. <laughs> Is that the naughty room in there? Is that, that the yeah. naughty room? Oh, where you God. Your bag that naughty room? Shout, shout out to Tina. Oh, no how no. for a dollar. Um, That's padded, the padded room in there. Right. You have a final thought? Feels like a padded um, room in here. This sometimes. is a lot of fun. Thank you guys. I appreciate you uh, getting me uh, in here because you know I need to talk to people and because uh, <laughs> you know you know you get you get kind of uh, alone in your own thing and then you 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 kind of like geez you know I need to get out and talk to people and uh, come back and talk to us anytime. Right, yeah, I appreciate that. That'd be yeah. cool. So yeah. my final thought is this. Um, mm -hmm. Once again, it's great. It was great seeing you the other day. I hadn't seen you in a while. And it's great having you back on the show. And as I've said many times, I'd love to see the progression from when we meet somebody oh so many years ago yeah. to now. It's it's just it's it's so great to see that A you're still going and you're still succeeding and you're you're moving forward. I think, so I think you know that, that recognition <laughs> and validation really keeps me going. Because I think I saw you like in Philly, what, five or six years ago and you came yeah. over and like you're still doing it. You're still yeah. doing it. And I, I looked around I was like I don't know anybody here at this show. <laughs> the playing field has been leveled. Like there's all new people and I, yeah, I was like it's, it's, God, it's you're weird. right. You're yeah. right. It just you don't yeah, Things baby. Change. <laughs> but but I'm I'm glad you you're I'm still you're still kicking it. You're still doing it. That's the <laughs> most important thing. So make sure you check out his stuff. Make sure you go and hire him. Hire him or work with him, and you can hire them. Yeah, there you yeah, go. There that you go. Work. That so work. that about. No, wait. Wait. One thing before we leave, I just want to throw this out because we're talking about art. If we weren't talking about art, um, just go to um, rr-rambler.com. Uh, look at look at that array of artwork. And uh, if you oh yeah, the, the cell phone guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not the cell. He's the artist. Well, that's his name for me. But yeah, <laughs> they're they're doing. He's putting his art on the uh, cell phone covers which is really good stuff. He started to do stuff that you guys out there would so like. So if he's listening right now, he can go contact Keith. 
Yeah, 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 definitely. Right there. So that about does it for this week on I Came From does the Radio. Does it really? <laughs> it's right here, any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show, Tough. go to our website, www.icamefromtheradio.com. So you archives in a week or so. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a YouTube page. Or just Google It Came From The Radio. And we'll see you next week. You have been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.